0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Frinelli, that's Bud Elliott, that's Danny Canale, I'm Chip Patterson, coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe, smash that like. Come and join us in the chat. We are having fun because it is Thursday at 11 a.m., the best time of the week Week two locks on deck for you. We are fired up. We begin, as we always do, with a very brief review of last week, our results, what we learned, big takeaways. Tom, it was a 4-4 and week for you. The wins included Penn State, Minnesota, The under 53 in Georgia, Oregon and the Arkansas minus six and a half against Cincinnati losses were the over 54 in Michigan State, Western Michigan, Ohio State minus 17 against Notre Dame, Boise State plus three against Oregon State and the under 53 and a half in Army Coastal thoughts on the week one slate.
1: Uh, I mean, not a, not a great week once slate. I'd like to thank Penn State for, uh, or actually I'd like to thank Purdue more than anything for allowing Penn State to come back and get that cover. Uh, Boise State was the biggest kind of what the, I, I really completely 1 million percent misread that the way that game broke down. But everything else, I mean, I felt decent about every other play I made. That Boise State was really the only regret that I have. The one that I felt like I just completely whiffed on.
0: 6 and 6 on the season. I had wins that were Indiana team total under 24, the over 55.5 and a half in App State North Carolina, Georgia minus 16 and a half and Florida Utah over 51 and a half. The losses were the under 52 in West Virginia Pitt and the over 61 and a half in Michigan Colorado State. 4 and 2 for the week, 7 and 4 overall. Ultimately, I I have to thank Michigan for Really turn Actually, I have to thank specifically J.J. McCarthy for giving me some life on that over. I know I fell short, but man, what a ride when you're begging for Colorado State to just find one last score in the game, uh, but still an L that, again, uh, four and two on the week, seven and four overall. Danny, not so disciplined, Danny. The wins included uh, App State, North Carolina over 55, ECU plus 12, the under 59 and a half in Ohio State, Notre Dame, Florida plus three, and Florida State plus three and a half. The losses, Pitt minus seven and a half, the over 54 in Michigan State, Western Michigan, Ohio State minus 17, North Texas plus 12. Then a push on Clemson, Georgia Tech under 51. Uh, And Cade Klopnik made it a little bit. A little bit dicey. That thing was a win, and uh, and then all of a sudden you get the push. Five and four for the week,
2: nine and seven overall. Uh Thoughts on the week one slate? So wasn't too far off on some of them. You know, some numbers just made on. Pitt was a touchdown favorite, which would have got me a win. It would have got me a push, but it does show the importance of trying to get the right number. The other thing, too, is the only game that I was really wrong on was one where... I am loyal to a fault. Sometimes I'll ride my winners a little too long. I liked what I saw out of North Texas in week one. Then SMU came and slapped them around a little bit. That game got ugly. Uh, so I just got to be cautious. Like I just make sure you don't ride those winners too much. You got to be selective. And maybe I was a little loose there and DJ and Danny came out. So i get back to discipline. <laughs> Although I got a long list today. <laughs> uh, hey, listen,
0: DJ, DJ and Danny is more than welcome, especially here on this week Two slate. Uh, That five and four overall, nine and seven, still making money for the season. Bud, nine and two. The wins were Penn State minus three and a half. The Tennessee team total over 50 and a half. Also in on that App State UNC over. Great to see that Queen Latifah smash in week one. Uh, the first half under three and a half team total for New Mexico State. The team total over 20 and a half for Louisiana Tech. The first half Michigan State minus 12 and a half. That cash and the TCU team total over 34 and a half. Took a little while but the frogs ended up getting there for you. Florida state plus three and a half and the ECU team total under 20 and a half cashes on a missed extra point. Woo! The losses that when the horseshoe finally fell out, it was Oregon state <laughs> team total under 29 uh, on Saturday night. You also the West Virginia team total under 21 and a half, but you nine and two for the week, 15 and four for the season. Now, what were the big takeaways moving forward?
3: Yeah, I I feel like you know with with such a big board early in the season, I mean, I it's harder to be a bookmaker than it is to be a better early on because if you're if you're setting numbers, you got to get everyone right or, or most everyone right. If you're betting to these, you just got to pick a couple that that you feel are off. You know, I I like Tennessee's execution on, on offense there. Uh, TCU, I was a little bit annoyed at how sloppy they were at at times, but they they still got there. I was. I was like, man, is is Colorado really gonna hold TCU under under thirty-five or thirty-four and a half or whatever I end up getting uh when we did the show. And no, they did not, luckily. Um ECU was the wrong side, pretty clearly. Uh, I honestly like I probably should have just bet NC State if they could score down the goal line. Maybe, maybe they cover that. But uh, good week, you know, and, and hope to have another one this week. I'm I'm uh I, I'm not going to sustain 15 and four against the spread. Well, if no, I do. Listen. I may just quit. Yes, he is.
0: Well, what's important <laughs> is that nine and two means that the monitors paid for themselves. They do. I did. don't know they if did. the eBay <laughs> transaction has gone through yet, but you can even just keep them, and uh, and it'll end up working out. All right, gentlemen, like the video
3: week. for Coca. And,
0: okay, like like the video for Coca, or else he'll have to get a real job. All right, gentlemen, week two's on deck. Are y'all ready to lock it up? Let's do it. Since
1: 2005, the under the games between service members, is 40 9
3: and 1. We're
2: making locks. You ran over in this one as
3: well. Well, two for one special. Get these locks. I was sick of last week. They were watching videos. I was live betting the hell out of ULN My
2: blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it up.
1: I'm
0: living and point, We always like to get those uh, weeknight games for, you know, people are going to get this at different times. We want to make sure we tackle those first at the beginning of the show. Um, so, only two games on Friday night Louisville at UCF, the game that Bud Elliott said is the very best game of the entire week two slate, as he stated, his first round, first pick selection in our game two game draft. The other, Boise State at New Mexico on the mothership CBS Sports Network. Our own DK will be on the call. Amanda Guerra on the sidelines. Does anybody have a play for the Friday night twofer that we've got on deck? I have one. Let's go.
1: Uh, I'll start. Okay. Locking up UCF minus five and a half. I just it's not so much that I'm worried about Louisville's offense. I think there's a decent shot that Syracuse's defense turns out to be pretty good this year and Louisville just got beat up. But I am concerned about them defensively. I am concerned about them going on the road to face UCF on a Friday night in what should be a pretty you know, loud, raucous atmosphere at the bounce house. And with the pressure that's on them, and as we mentioned on yesterday's show, there is the alarming trend, and yeah, it's a small sample size because it doesn't happen often, but the results are pretty glaring that teams that lose as road favorites in week one and then find themselves on the road again in week two are one twelve 12 one against the spread. Just not a lot of good vibes surrounding Louisville right now after I was pretty high on them coming into the season. Just it doesn't feel good. I feel like we're sitting seeing a situation where things could spiral out of control quickly, and I think Friday night's just going to Push Scott Satterfield a little further to the edge there with the Cardinals. So give me UCF minus five and a half.
0: Any anybody else making a play here?
2: I am. Let's go. I'm gonna take the under 61 and a half. If Louisville can only score seven on Syracuse, I mean Syracuse offense was great. Maybe they're the turnaround, but still, if you struggle against them, I think they're gonna struggle. Plus, I like UCF, Gus Malzon has the perfect quarterback for his system in John Rice Plumley, an athletic quarterback who's got freakishly talented speed, and he's going to run them a lot. You can work the clock. You can throw at some, too. I would lean towards Tom's side, but I'm just going to hop on the under in this one. So Louisville was trending on Twitter
0: today, and I couldn't help but be like, oh? Uh-huh? <laughs> and it turns out, that there is a section of Cardinal Stadium that is sort of their like private, exclusive area, and they just redid it. They are reopening it. Uh, Angels Envy Bourbon has purchased the naming rights for it, so it is the Angels Envy Bourbon Club. And I couldn't help but think that the opening of this said space probably means a lot of the people who might be asked to contribute to the hat are all in the same place right now. So I'm just saying, Scott... (laughs) All the people have been together and talking about what they saw up in the dome. I know that you are trying to get ready for the bounce house in Orlando, but just know the clandestine meetings, they're, they're happening right now. So it'd be a good, good time to show that the Cardinals have turned it around and maybe go in there and snatch an upset because uh, I, know what the, I know what the number one talking point was at said Angels Envy Bourbon Club opening. And it had to do with that football program. So,
1: hey, shout out, shout out to our viewers right now, Mike in the chat, pointing out that UCF is available at minus five at Bett Rivers and Sugar House. So, thank you for shopping around for me, Mike. I appreciate it.
0: There we go, love it. All right, so let's take it on into Saturday, uh, full slate. We don't have to worry about Sunday. We don't have to worry about Monday. Everything right here. And and honestly, let's start with the 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 true narrative that is the most like this is driving all of the week two conversation has Nick Saban lost a step <laughs> because for four thousand and three days Nick Saban was undefeated against his former assistants starting in 2010 against Derek Dooley he ran off 24 straight wins against nine different coaches and these are good coaches too Mark D'Antonio Jimbo Fisher Will Muschamp Kirby Smart Jeremy Pruitt Jim McWayne, Billy Napier Lane Kiffin and the aforementioned Derek Dooley then on October 9th 2021 Jimbo Fisher changed history forever and handed Nick Saban his first loss to a former assistant. Since then, Nick Saban is sub-500 against his former assistants. Has Nick Saban lost a step, and does this very important narrative about the Week 2 slate inform or drive or influence your pick for Alabama at Texas with the Crimson Tide favored by 20?
3: Yes, it does, actually. Uh, And it, it basically makes me think that Nick Saban is going to have extra motivation (laughs) in this game because Nick Saban is also 0-1 in his last games against former Nick Saban assistants in the state of Texas within the last year. So there's like a double trend that he is going to try to reverse. Um I think just for consistency state or sake, if, if you took Texas under their season win total, it's very hard to think that that you don't have Bama covering this number. And hey I took Texas under their season win total, so I am taking Texas. I'm going to lay the 19 and a half, which looks like a couple of books now have. Um, I think Texas wins this game by 26. So Alabama. Excuse me. I think Alabama wins this game by 26. Apologies. Yes. Still, can we Texas by 26 be pretty serious odds?
1: Jordan, can you clip Bud saying I think Texas is going to win by 26 (laughs) and post it on social immediately?
3: Do it. Hey, if you post it on social media, let's go.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm jumping in on that, too. Alabama is going to get to choose its number, and this Alabama team, I really believe, does have the mindset of – it is the perfect mindset that Nick Saban wants where he wants to um, eliminate the opponent's will to compete, and he has sort of injected that fire and that motivation from an all-off season. How many times has Nick Saban actually come out and legitimately talked about, I, I really like this team? I really like the attitude that they brought. Like normally he uses that opportunity to light a fire under his team, and he doesn't even think that they need it. They had 55 points, what, at like the seven minute mark of the third quarter? 10 minute mark. At the 10 minute mark of the third quarter, it was 55 to nothing against the reigning Mountain West champs. And then they just said, ah, we're we're good. or are just we just need to sim to end. And I think that we are not going to have that same kind of approach here. Alabama gets to pick its number. Do I think that it is possible that Quinn Ewers is going to hit a couple of explosive plays and maybe even get a couple touchdowns for Texas? Yes. But Alabama is putting 50 on this Texas defense minimum. And there is no way that Quinn Ewers, with Will Anderson and Dallas Turner chasing him down, getting overpowered, the offensive line is not going to be there for him, there's no way that Texas is going to be able to get to 30. Uh, yeah, laying it with the Tide.
3: So you're also on the over then, right?
0: In in theory, but what it's if Quinn Ewers like what if Quinn doesn't accomplish anything? That's fair. Like what if this thing ends up being like 49 to 10, right? And then you end up losing by two and a half points or something like that.
1: that, Latifah, would you? Woo! Yeah, I mean, you guys covered a lot of it. I just, you know, you mentioned Alabama was up 55 to nothing with 10 minutes left in the third quarter and then took everybody out and just coasted to the rest of the game. They also sent in their backup defensive players for the most part, and they still shut out Utah State for the final 25 minutes of that game. And as for Quinn Ewers, you mentioned, I I do think Texas is capable of moving the ball, maybe putting up some points in this game. But the other side is, you know, Quinn Ewers is still a freshman. This will be his second career start. I don't really take anything that happened last week against ULM, which has been one of the worst teams in the country the last few years, too seriously. And I think that Ewers going up against this Alabama defense without a whole lot of experience, I mean, it's not out of line to think he's going to make a mistake or two that probably puts Texas in a bad spot and helps Alabama cover this spread. So, yeah, I just – it would be – a very interesting story as far as the narrative in the season is concerned. If Texas wins this game or at the very least keeps it close, but I just don't see that happening. And I think Alabama is going to coast an easy win here, probably blow them out and maybe start kind of resting guys in the fourth quarter again. Cause that Texas defense, I just haven't seen anything from it. It allowed 31 points per game last year. It didn't stop anything that was capable of moving the ball at all. And Alabama, they, they can move the ball a little bit. So give me the tie.
2: Danny, are you are you in on this? Or are you out on this? It can't be this easy. It can't <laughs> be this easy. I don't know. I'm worried about the overreactions, the obvious. It's too easy. Like if you, and if you like Bama, like I kind of like what Bud was thinking about taking an alt line and going up higher. Like, hey, if it's going to be a blowout, give me the under. Okay, in this game, because I can, when you said 49 to 10, I'm like I could see that happening if it is going to be this this type of score. I just don't think we're going to get that shootout type of game if and I'm leaning I would lean Texas I just think Texas in the heat can be hot it's gonna be real hot get Bijan going I don't think you try to air it out with Quinn Ewers good luck trying to run on that defense so I but I think they'll try I think they'll try to stay committed to it like so if I'm leaning towards Texas to fade the obvious I think the lower scoring game would be the way to go so I'm gonna go under What 65 and a half Is that my number? Yes. That's the best
1: I can find you right now. Yeah,
0: Yeah. 65 and a half. All right. So we got Latifa on the board. Danny's going to take the under. Uh, Bud, you've got the – I wanted to hit that one first. Um, Obviously, massive game, also noon on Saturday. But you do officially have the honors on the T box. I'm glad you had a play there. Where would you like to go next?
3: Uh, yeah, multiple monitor bud did grab a piece of paper. Sorry, uh, I just wanted to, look at the, I, I wanted to look at the preseason lines, right? Uh, Alabama was only 17 and a half at Texas uh, a month ago at Superbook in, in Vegas. So it really hasn't changed that much um, in, in reaction to the opening games that got played. Also from the chat, should I buy 21 and a half to 19? Absolutely not. No, no, just like, if you like it, play your number. Don't, don't pay to buy points in college football, unless you got a book that's just really mispriced somehow, which I think are probably gone in 2022. All right, uh, I'm gonna go to the swamp here, and I'm gonna play something that I think is a little bit probably inflated, but I think it's maybe not inflated enough. Florida, were they a better team than, than Utah potentially, but also Utah, if they cash in one of those goal line stands, I'm not really sure what what this number is. Uh, but I'm going t- to talk about the other side here. Kentucky's offense looks like crap against Miami, Ohio. A- a- we talked about this on the Wednesday show. So If you guys don't listen to our show every day of the week, or at least Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 o'clock Eastern, put the notification gang on. Uh, you might have m- missed me talking about this. Kentucky's offense looks like trash, guys. Miami, Ohio's defense completely rebuilt. I'm going Kentucky under 23.5 team total in the swamp. I'm not even in love with Florida's defensive line. I think Florida is a slow-paced team. They want to protect their their lack of defensive depth, and I I don't think Kentucky's ready to play ball.
0: Yeah, Chris Rodriguez is not on the depth chart, and it would be it would be a Cam Newton against Georgia level of acceleration of the <laughs> NCAA issues if all of a sudden Chris Rodriguez ends up running out there. The expectation is that he, along with two or three other players, are all still going to be. They were absent from the depth chart. They are probably going to be absent mark stoops even saying a couple days ago you know doing the it's out of my hands kind of thing so the kentucky offense though led by will levis though as we mentioned tavion robinson has emerged as a great op in number one option for him he had like 11 catches for 136 yards in that game against miami um, you don't have you don't have your the the heartbeat one of the most consistent players of that wildcats offense no uh no, I've, I don't have a great play on this game, but I think that attacking the Kentucky team total is definitely one way to do it. Does will, anybody see the, the spread?
1: I, I don't have anything on this game. I was just going to say, if Will Levis is going to live up to that number one QB in the draft kind of hype that we saw from him early in the offseason, on the road against Florida without your starting running back would be a great time to show it.
0: So this opened six and a half and got snapped down to about four and a half real quick. Mm-hmm. Which suggests that the sharp money was look was uh, trying to get on the other side of the overreaction. Who do you think? Who do you think wins the game? Just like straight up, Florida. Florida well, I kind of right? want
2: to get in on it. I kind of want to. I want to go full on Gator Dan, but I'm not. But I think Florida wins. Like if it I'd was lean two and a half, too. huh? If it, if it was two and a half, you'd go Gators. Absolutely, all day long. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Tough life when we're sweating. This this ain't well. By the of way, they we're. Any of us big believers in Will Levis? Because I know, like in the off season, like no, I think I, I think all of us kind of expect the same thing. Like it's gonna be a little bit erratic, and if that's what they're relying on to win a game on the road, that's why I like the Gators. <laughs> that's that's yeah. one of the reasons I would not like Kentucky.
3: I mean, like I th- I the it. next
2: time he plays like a first round draft pick will be the first time.
3: Yeah, like, and if, I, and I, if he it. does that and beats me, then I'll tip my hat. But I'll keep making money against Will Levis until he actually plays like mm-hmm. these NFL draft Twitter fans think he is he looks he hasn't shown that yet yeah he he looks the part
1: he's big and he's got a big arm but it's i think a lot of times when it comes to scouting we get stuck in this cycle where we look at what's going really well in the nfl right now and seeing josh allen becoming what josh allen has become and then we immediately start looking for the next josh allen guys that have those traits where it's like josh allen is kind of an anomaly you don't see guys play that poorly in college and then take that kind of step forward once they get to the pros
0: all right. What about uh, anybody got a pit Tennessee play? I do. Ooh, let's go. All
3: right. So I, I actually have a lot of like little little small edges in this game, but the one that stands out to me is actually one that we should probably. Fight. Do we have any dentist drops this this year? Like in, I, we, have, I, we have a listen, drill still.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. The review I had a drill and it created an uproar of, from the listeners <laughs> who said that either from their personal experience and that wasn't even Danny who has his own you know issues with the dentist. Like they, the listeners couldn't take it. So maybe we can come up with something else for the for the dentist. But the dentist is getting in on this game. Yeah. Okay. I thought he, he has, was he has two. Now control. he was one
3: to zero last week. It's on me. Uh, I was so focused on on getting the monitors delivered uh, that I forgot to read off Dennis' pick. He 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 did go one last week. He, he, did he, he take had the uh, no? He had the under.
0: Okay.
3: So um, that, that cashed pretty easily. All right. So look, Pitt is playing at a slower tempo this year. They still have a really nice defensive line and, and a good secondary. They saw an, an air raid style attack last week. Tennessee runs a little bit different thing. That they run the Baylor stuff, but it's it's air raid based in in theory. Just a little bit different way that they attack with it. Um, I'm not really sold on Kentucky's defense all that much. And I hate Narduzzi's new approach. But it is possible that Narduzzi's approach keeps this close for a half. So I am going to attack this by betting Pitt plus three and a half first half line. All right. To me, I think there's a pretty good chance this game is like tied, you know, pit within a field goal, small pit lead at the half. And then, and then maybe Tennessee opens it up late. The dentist agrees
0: on the first half pit play for, Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, it Sorry. sounds to me like you shared the dentist, your thoughts. And then he was, no, like, yeah. I was like, did you have like, all, like everybody else? Let's get on buds picks. So what I, was, I was the number you got at? here? Uh, plus three and a half pit first half line. Okay. I like a lot of your thoughts for what you were saying. That's why I like the under, if you notice the theme yeah. developing today under 67 and a half, I think is where it is. Um, I mean, Pat Narduzzi has made it very clear what he wants to do. He's going to run the ball. He's going to run it to a fault. They just saw an offense similar to this. They played them last year. They've got film to help them prep. They saw Hendon Hooker before. I think they'll be able to slow them down somewhat. But more importantly, the pace of the game is going to slow it down. So I like the under in this one.
0: What's my Tennessee first quarter line?
2: Uh, well, mm.
3: first quarter. Let's take a look.
0: I think they're averaging like 17 points per game in the first quarters this year.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, are you looking for a Tennessee first quarter team total or to Tennessee first spread quarter first line? Quarter.
0: First quarter spread.
3: Uh, I've got minus one.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Tennessee Ooh. first quarter, minus one. As Tom Fernelli said on the early edge on Wednesday, the guy should be winning Oscars, Golden Globes, whatever, for script writing because that guy comes out and has 15 Really, really good plays. And on the other hand, Keaton Slovis early on against West Virginia took him took him a little while to get settled. Took him a while to get loose. Uh, especially if Patton Arduzzi is going to be trying to establish the run early, I think that sets up for Tennessee to be able to have a lead at the end of the first quarter. Uh, give me the Vols minus one first quarter.
3: Actually, I can get you minus a half. That's, so how about that? How about In case somehow it's seven to six? You'll win on that. Can, By the way,
0: Jordan, can you can
3: you cue up last year? when Chip was aghast that I was betting first quarter, it's like, I, we, we, we have turned this guy. Look, look at this dude. First quarter. I love I, it.
2: I
0: actually did. I have watched some of that recently. Um, I had to put, when I was putting together the new locks theme, I just, cause I was looking for some sicko quotes, right? That was where the ULM Kentucky quote came from the same episode where I was just like, oh. I, I didn't, I, you've educated me. I've, I've gone to the dark side on this one for sure. Uh, any other Tennessee pit plays? Nope. All right. What about um, we want to go to Baylor BYU? Keep trying to hit some of these big big games. I got one. Yeah, let's go.
1: Over 53 and a half. Total's too low. Talked about it a little bit yesterday. Hinted at it. Was looking at it. I've talked myself into it. I just look at this game. I think both, this is a good quarterback battle, and I think that this total is somewhat disrespectful to the quarterbacks between Blake Shapen and Jaron Hall. I think both will be able to move the ball against the respective defenses of both of these teams. And while Baylor has had an excellent defense under Dave Aranda, BYU was able to move the ball against it last year. And I know they're going to be missing a couple of players in offense. They might even be missing uh, Nakua as well. Although I think there's a decent chance he's going to play. But I just think that this is going to be a fun, entertaining game on Saturday night, and I think that it's not going to be like a forty-one to forty kind of shootout type game. But I definitely think the winner's getting to thirty, and I think that it's going to be close. So give me the over.
3: I want—I want to fight you on this, but I need another point to have to be a
2: play. What about on the side? I want to fight him too. So y'all, I'm on the side. I like BYU and I can get it a field goal still. It's not three and a half. I can get uh, it a three. Uh, yeah, There's definitely. Yeah. I'll lay the three. I'll lay the field goal. And I watched because Chip and I were on USF last week, and it was an absolute beatdown. It was 28 nothing. It was 38-7 at the half. They were in complete control. One of the things that I don't know if we value enough is experience. BYU has the most experienced roster in the country of returning production They're playing at home. Provo's a nice place to play at home. Get a little altitude. The crowd's going to be ruckus. Jaron Hall, I think, is one of the better kind of quarterbacks flying under the radar. And BYU, they they look at themselves as a Power 5 school, and they take pride when they get these opportunities. By the way, future conference foes, these guys will be when they join the Big 12. But I think they've owned the Pac-12. I think this is a game they went outright by more than a field goal, so I'll lay the three. Danny, while you and
0: I were both liking the edge there, we did not actually put USF on the locks spot. You know, we it was it was something that we were interested in. I think a pick we made on CBS Sports HQ because you, you go and you scan the leaderboard and and lock agreements between Danny and Chip currently wanna know.
1: Well, Chip, you did have USF as a moneyline sprinkle last week.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. line sprinkles. When you cash, and those then I was sprinkles.
2: mad I didn't take it. Thank
0: goodness yeah. I didn't.
1: You're when, currently you're currently kicking our butts in moneyline sprinkles, so you should take them a little more seriously, there, buddy.
0: Well, I'm saying when you've got that Northwestern money to play with, you know, you yeah. it it can be a little loose. But one and 0 is about to be two and 0 because BYU covers this spread. How many? Whoop! Wrong board. <laughs> and uh and and i think that this is a a, a moment where we can we kind of wake up to BYU and start having those uh difficult conversations about how we rate how we analyze and rank this BYU team because the BYU independent schedule is not quite the Notre Dame independent schedule there are going to be other games where they kind of are are just going to be able to bring a like c plus level of play and still be able to win. And so when they do get those big games, especially ones at home, I think that is it's an incredible opportunity for them to show out. That has always sort of been the name of the game with BYU, and I like their balance. I think that even though even with some personnel concerns that I think are influencing some of this line movement, the Cougars are going to be ready to ready to go. And this is a Baylor team that has been retooling on both sides of the ball, and while Blake Shapin is looks really really good, uh, I think that BYU ends up winning the game. So at a short number like three, I feel comfortable laying it. So give me the coups. All right. Any other, uh, any other big games that you think we need to hit before the break? Are there
3: other oh, big games this weekend?
2: Boston College. So Tech. You know, Florida, Virginia. Virginia. There is a rivalry game. Iowa, Iowa State. There could is. Have.
1: I, you know what? I am not locking it up. Do you, does anybody have any plays on this? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, well then you go. How are you not on the under?
3: I'm uh, but I would like to hear what you think. <laughs> I want Iowa under 21 and a half team total. <laughs> All right. I, Iowa's offense is complete garbage. All right. They have a nepotism OC situation going on that they didn't they didn't fix in the offense. Hey,
0: that's called quiet quitting and they tell okay. you that it's the thing these days.
3: <laughs> All right. They their personnel I think this this year is significantly worse. Like, I, th- I think they have worse players in the same coaching staff. I I, I don't think the drop-off with Iowa State is quite as bad as people think it is. So I I think they score like, 17, maybe 14, maybe 10. Hell, they only scored seven last week against an F- FCS team. A good one, but an FCS team. And they didn't score a touchdown. It was seven the really baseball way. Like, a, a three-run homer and two safeties. Under 21 and a half for me.
2: Matt, I, can- oh, oh, go ahead. I told our very own Chris Hassel that I would take the under if it was 35. It's at 40, right? It's a 40 yeah. and a half. Yeah. I'm going under. Cause you know what? On the flip side, while Iowa's was offense is atrocious, Phil Parker is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. And I don't see Iowa state going up there and lighting up that defense. So I think it's going to be exactly what we think it is. I think it's going to be an ugly all out brawl with all this at stake and a rivalry game I don't think either team has a quarterback that's gonna, you know, make a lot of plays. They're both gonna try to run the football and play good defense. Gonna be ugly. I would take it all the way down to 35 and a half if I had to. I'm going under. Under Danny today. I I could see something similar. Um
0: 30 I mean three and a half is a is a is a great opportunity with a low total for us to jump in on just some to put on some old clothes we haven't worn in a while because Iowa State gets hot, you know, it gets all this hype. You know, they get propped up as though they're like a big twelve title contender, get propped up as a maybe college football playoff dark horse, then we don't get the opportunity to cash in on the five star culture in Ames. We don't get the opportunity as much to get in on Matt Campbell as an underdog. We've got Matt Campbell as an underdog with three and a hook in a game that we think is going to be low scoring. Iowa has won six in a row in this series. Matt Campbell has not yet gotten it done. I don't know if he will get it done, but he'll cover this spread. So on the Matt Campbell as an underdog, I'm going Iowa State plus three and a half.
1: I am not locking anything in this game up, but I would bet the over before I did anything else.
0: Wow.
1: Ooh, It's too low.
0: Is it just a gut? I mean, is that a hunchy or gut play?
1: Kind of. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, I think, I think, you know what happened to Iowa last week? Like, Iowa State was playing Southeast Missouri State. They just steamrolled them, didn't do anything special. I think Iowa was trying to do the same thing against South Dakota State and just got caught with his pants down because its quarterback did not execute the game plan very well, even in a vanilla game plan. And there might be a QB change this week.
0: Mm, all right. Coming up on the other side, we'll take a look at South Carolina, Arkansas, and the rest of the board, sicko mode and all. All that and our Moneyline Sprinkles next.
1: Hello, everyone. It's Mike Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats. I noticed that Champions League match was talking about ma- more magic in Liverpool. Uh, I think Liverpool needs a lot of magic after that 4-1 ass whooping they caught from Napoli
0: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this they're in trouble. I mean I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to come back from that goal differential in the table. It's going to be mm-hmm. tough. Uh Tom so far has Alabama minus 19 and a half, UCF minus five, BYU Baylor over 53 and a half. I've got Alabama minus 19 and a half, Tennessee minus a half first quarter, BYU minus three, Iowa State plus three and a half. Danny's got the UCF Louisville under 61 and a half, the Bama, Tennessee under 65 and a half, the Pitt, Tennessee under 67 and a half, the Iowa, Iowa State under 40 and a half, and BYU minus three as well. But on Alabama, my minus 19 and a half the Kentucky team total under 23 and a half. Pitt first half plus three and a half Iowa team total under 21 and a half. All right. Full board is open. Tom, where would you like to go? Uh,
1: let's see. I'm going to go kind of along the lines of what we were doing with the last game. And what I think is the most egregious line that I saw this week. Did you know that Northwestern's team total is set at 33 and a half right now? I did. Mm -hmm. The Northwestern football (laughs) Wildcats were being asked, are they going to score 35 points this week or fewer? Uh, I'm going to go with fewer. Yeah. Give me the Northwestern under 33 and a half at home against Duke. I understand that the offense looked pretty good actually against Nebraska in Ireland a couple weeks ago was unexpected. Ryan Holinsky was throwing the ball over the field. I don't think Nebraska's defense is that good? I look at Duke. I look at Mike Elko and he comes in first game. And Granted, Temple will probably be one of the worst teams in the country this year. But I felt like the blueprint and the culture was on display right away with Duke's putting up a 30 to nothing shutout win over Temple. This is a team that is going to put its defense forward and try to stay in games and kind of, you know, Do it the Northwestern way, the way that Pat Fitzgerald's done it forever. And they also offensively did not seem to be in much of a hurry. So I think going on the road to face Northwestern, they're probably going to have somewhat of a similar game plan. Limit possessions, keep this thing close, and they'll have a chance to win because Northwestern is still Northwestern. And I think that Northwestern, We'll get back to more of a Northwestern approach. I think it got it into a game against Nebraska that it's really not comfortable playing and it succeeded doing so. But I think it's going to go back to putting on home and putting on its slippers and getting nice and comfy. I like the team. I like the under for the game on its own. But yeah, the better bet is just take Northwestern under 33 and a half, because no matter how this game goes, there's just how can you bet on the Wildcats to score 34 points in a
0: game? I'm good for the yeah, full really game like under too, here. Tom. I mean that's I mean that is like I I just don't want to just jump right on something that you revealed to me. You know, that is just Do the, it. The, that is the integrity of this competition because you <laughs> and I are seeing it kind of the same and you've got the more specific angle and so I, I'll let the listeners uh go ahead and take that but I'm I was on the full game under fired this thing on Tuesday on SportsLine. So you know, I'm just going to stick with it because I see it very similar similarly to you. The one thing that we can count on from the Duke Blue Devils right now, it's where they've got more experience, it's where they've got more talent, is that they are going to be a solid defensive team under Mike Elko. And I think that Northwestern, what it was able to do offensively against Nebraska is not going to be repeatable. This thing's going to be a low scoring. This thing's going to be a little bit of a grinder. Uh, I like the full game under here.
1: Brian Logan says, by the way, it's at 34.5 on DraftKings, so it's gone up.
3: Couple weird things on this, and then I'll get out of the way because I don't—I don't actually have a play on this. Um, There's some chance Duke goes tempo. Oh yeah, which Northwestern was. Yeah, I don't like Northwestern is still a tempo team to me. They're just not super efficient. I I have a hard time figuring out is Duke that good or is Northwestern just or excuse me is is Temple that damn bad? The answer is probably just somewhere in the middle. But I I may have something on this later.
1: You know why I didn't know it was 34 and a half on DraftKings? Because I can't legally bet on Northwestern in this state. Oh, uh,
2: that's so, one so of the, your, your that IP knowledge.
1: Mm-hmm. Just I had to maybe go to a book that was not on American soil to find this one and
3: get the money in on it. You realize how much money I would save if I lived in New Jersey and could not fade records and their nonsense turnover luck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is somebody like, hey, bud, have you ever thought about moving to a state where it's legal? Yes, but specifically New Jersey, so that I can be prevented from my worst <laughs> self, which is <laughs> betting
2: these Rutgers games. Uh, all right. What about what anybody about? have a play on the? Uh, you said there aren't any more good games. I mean, we do have the Hollywood late oh, show with yeah. USC Thanks, traveling man. to Stanford, Lincoln Riley, and all that star power going on to take ej smith and david shaw's stanford cardinal does anybody have a play in this game
0: i i lean stanford but i'm not going to throw it out as a lock
2: i lean usc but i'm
3: not going to throw it out as a lock yeah if stanford had stayed at at like the 11 that it was at for a a tick on tuesday i I would probably take a bite on stanford you know stanford's uh students are not there yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like I don't know what you guys adjusted home field. I usually use two, like two or two point one for home field, and then adjust from there for Stanford.
1: For though Stanford, it's a zero, <laughs> right. zero. It's
3: kind of a zero. Yeah. You yeah. know.
1: Now it's going to be negative half.
0: And that has nothing to do with the <laughs> academic calendar. I mean, it's a zero point zero in general. I mean, that's mm-hmm. right. They're they're doing other stuff.
2: And so, Danny, nice.
1: what do you got, Dan?
2: I was gonna hop on USC, but like you guys, it's just coming down. Uh, or, excuse me, I was a hop on Stanford, and I have a hunch this might be a, wouldn't it be hilarious play? Later? I'm just saying. I And I would like if it's coming down that much, you might as well just go all in with the craziness. <laughs> oh. I, I, when it opened, I think we did our pick show Tuesday with Brady Quinn on HQ, and I took Stanford, but it was at double digits. It wasn't as low as it is now. As, as it is now. No, it would oh, I do be have something on this
0: without a doubt. Yeah.
2: What do you got, bud? This, this came
3: in a range. I'm playing the under. Six, seven and a half. I, I think Stanford will not play tempo. I think they'll have some success against USC's defense, keeping the ball away, maybe limiting possessions. You know, USC scored a whole bunch in week one, but they had three pick sixes. So maybe that's a little bit inflated. Uh, I, I I think under 67 is worth, worth a look here. I I, uh, I was waiting for it to get up there. That's that sounds 60, like under 67 and a half, actually. Mm-hmm. That that is, sounds like uh, a most great
0: chase play, you know, just to set oh, off to yeah. the side, just to see, like, ooh, daddy needs some action on the primetime <laughs> slate. <laughs> Uh, love it. Lo- love that right there. Uh, all right. Open open board. Tom, let's see. Where do you you've got only four right now. Where do you want to go? Uh, I'm gonna go with a play
1: that I think is somewhat under the radar. I think not enough people have been paying attention to it. I have because I'm weird. Um, give me Kansas plus 13 and a half. Sorry, Coca, if you're still watching and commenting on the YouTube there, but this is a Kansas team that I don't think most people have really kind of caught on to the improvements that it's making. And I don't think the market has quite caught on to the improvements that it's making. It's not a team that's going to go to a bowl this year, but it is a team that has been trending in the right direction and is going to be far more competitive in the big 12 than it typically is. They're able to run the ball. They run it with explosive plays. They did it, all last week. Granted, I think it was Tennessee Tech they were playing. The opponent wasn't much, but we also saw it towards the end of last season where they were finding more success in that offense. And it's starting to look a lot like the offenses Lance Leipold had at Buffalo where they were just explosive run play, explosive run play, explosive run play. And I think West Virginia defensively showed me some holes and some gaps in that game against Pitt last week. And I think Kansas is going to be able to fill them, take advantage of it. I still think the Mountaineers are going to win this game at home. I think asking Kansas to go on the road is a two touchdown dog and pull off the upset is a bit much but it's going to be a lot closer than West Virginia fans are going to be comfortable with so give me the Jayhawks and the 13 and a half points
3: I, like I thought it. about that yeah I'm not enough to go lock agreement though all right I would love it I mean if it was
1: 14 I would be like just screaming yeah. from the mountaintops let
0: me get You the lean guy. under here yeah
3: okay yeah I think I think we have a similar thought on this
0: let me go another 13-point uh, dog, sort of fire this out of the way. I, I cannot say that I was the first person that was enlightened to the idea that UNLV might not be terrible, but the Rebs showed early that they were playing with some spunk, some fire. The Idaho State is Idaho State, but to be able to look that functional and to execute that ruthlessly was impressive. So they find themselves as a 13 point dog against Cal. And my question is what about Cal says that they are built to run away from or blow out a competent football team. And if we finally hit the point where UNLV is in that competent football team, their power rating is going to have all the bad factored in because we're still so early in the season. I think this can be a 10 point game. I think this could be a seven point game. I think UNLV can put a scare and make things difficult for Cal, make them sweat just a little bit. So I will go with the Rebs plus the thirteen against Cal.
3: I don't hate this. The only real issue with this, and I I did bump my 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 number here by a point. So UNLV's D coordinator came from Cal, and I don't think UNLV's defense is that good. And I'm a little bit worried that Cal, given that you know, like he runs that Wilcox style system, he may be he may be able to see. Wait a second, like. UNLV is really bad at this, this, and this, as far as their defensive rotations and, and adjustments. And then tell the offensive coordinator at Cal, who I don't think is very good, Correct. exactly what could mess up UNLV. Like it, it it's the first year there as, as a DC. I think like it's it's an install that that's the thing that scares me off off that a little bit. But like there's also this possibility: Cal's offense is just terrible again, and UNLV has as like does UNLV have better skill guys than Cal? Like, I think they might.
0: They have a turnover slot machine on the sideline. Winners. <laughs> That's uh, your UNLV and you've got a turnover slot machine.
1: That's true. It's incredible. That's okay. worth at least three points.
0: At least the Stanford home field advantage, 0.0, 0. <laughs> UNLV slot turnover slot machine, 3.2. <laughs> That's how we handicap it. So yeah. What? Give me the reps. All right. Where do y'all want to go? Open, open floor.
1: I got Danny, one for you yeah, daddy has got a hard out covered up. So what do you got? Yeah,
2: I got a hard out. Let me get a couple of mine out there. Um, Air force is playing Colorado at home. Are you guys aware that Air Force rushed for 582 yards in one game this past week? Are you aware that Colorado got beat by TCU? Colorado's not going to be very good this year. They have to travel to the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. It's on CBS. I think my guy – Troy Calhoun knows it's an opportunity on a national stage to make a little statement. Air Force is going to be favored every game they play this year. They've got a chance to possibly be that first academy to make a New Year Six. It's an opportunity to make a statement. I think this game is ugly. I think it gets sideways. So give me the Air Force Academy laying with 16 and a half or 17. Where's my number? I can get you a 17. I'll do 17. I'll lay it. I think they win by three touchdowns easy. Lock fights. Oh. Fight, <laughs> fight, fight, fight,
1: fight, fight. I know I can get you a 17 because I can find a Colorado plus 18. This is this is a principle for me. It's not nothing against Air Force and Troy Calhoun and what they're doing there. But this is a power five opponent they're playing. And I'm supposed to believe the option team is going to be a three score favorite and cover that. I don't think Colorado is very good. I know that they lose Shrout last week. He got hurt. He is not available this week. But you know what? I think Brendan Lewis is an upgrade at QB. I think Brendan Lewis was a highly rated three-star coming out of high school. He's a dual threat. He's a tremendous athlete. I think having him running this offense against Air Force will give Colorado something of an advantage on offense. They'll look better, giving him the week in practice to get ready for this. I think the Buffs are going to look a lot better this week than they did last week against TCU, which I think has a better defense than Air Force does. So give me the Buffs plus 18.
0: So the thing that concerns me here, I, but I like Tom's principle that he's just saying like, what? Like I, I, I knew when it came out, and, like, cause I even texted you. I was like, I like, see, eye emoji, seeing the air force Colorado line, but Colorado gave up 275 yards on the ground at 9.2 yards per attempt against <laughs> TCU. That very specific weakness in your game against a team like air force, which isn't going to run for 582 but is probably going to run the ball 45 times is, uh, there's one key Pretty difference, though. What's the key difference? When
1: you're facing a Sonny Dykes offense, you have to worry about the pass. When you're facing oh, okay.
0: Air
2: Force, you really don't. But that means they were prepping for a Sonny Dykes offense, and now they've got a week where they've only got one week to prepare for that attack of fine. Air Force and all those cut coming your way.
1: They'll be fine. This is a state rivalry. Getting three scores? <laughs> yep.
0: After zero lock fights in week one, we finally've got some blood on the board. A little, nice little Tom and Danny lock fight here on week two. Danny, why don't you I keep have it ball here? Oh, you do? I'll on I'll the same that. game? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I want under 49 and a half. Um, yeah. Shroud getting hurt. Lewis can't throw the ball. So have to. They'll, they'll run around a lot. The clock will run. We know the clock runs when Air Force has the ball. Um, I, uh, Remember, Daniels was banged up for Air Force in the offseason, so I wonder if they get up big, if they don't pull them and put the backup in. I, I think under forty nine and a half
2: and a half is, is a, a solid look here. All right, Danny, keep it rocking. You'll notice a patriotic theme coming up. Uh, I got one more play. It's all I had anyway. Uh, Arizona State's traveling to Stillwater, take on Oklahoma State after Oklahoma State almost had a disaster on their hands against Central Michigan week 1. Spencer Sanders was awesome. They take him out and then they go, "Oh crap, we got to put you back in because our defense is giving up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown and they did able to secure that win. Arizona State comes to town now. I I want to take the Cowboys and lay the points, but I still got to see that defense improve before I do that but I have all the confidence in the world they're going to put up a boatload of points against Arizona State Emory Jones may be able to do the same against that defense so I like the over in that one over 57 uh in Stillwater uh for that game I like the over in the total and then is that it? that's it that's it okay I'll drop it- my money line sprinkles in the chat
0: okay well uh I, I, I got I to gotta go ahead and, and get a fight. No, 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 no. I, you said you've got a patriotic theme, so I, I guess I should... I'm, I'm worried that I'm just going to entice you into a fight, but give me Memphis minus 6.5 against Navy <laughs> because we saw a flock of blue hens take down the Naval Academy last week. <laughs> it's not looking great in Annapolis. Memphis has won three in a row in this series, and can I still get a 6.5?
1: As far as I know, you can.
0: Yeah.
3: You can Memphis. still get a six. Yeah, there's
1: a six
0: there's a lot of
3: six out there.
0: Oh man. Oh. Somebody Uh-oh. knows something. Somebody knows something. Nah, give give me Memphis uh minus six and a half. Um I think I think I think that we might be watching Navy sink. So I'm just gonna go ahead and uh and have that opportunity. Communist with the series with the series history, uh and uh and a and a competent Take conference a team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, let me, let me go ahead and get North Carolina, Georgia State over. Uh, this line has been dropping, and this is where I've got to remind you that sharps, with all your little models, are wrong 40% of the time. Yeah, you fire on a billion games, you're going to end up making money. But if you think with your calculator and not with your brain, then you're going to miss out on these opportunities North Carolina will score. North Carolina will not get any stops. North Carolina-Georgia State's going over. So it's moved to like a field goal, and I don't care.
3: I, I but, so badly want to join you on this. I'm joining you. Like, lock agreement. Oh, you.
2: Man. I'll join you, too. Let's go. Yeah. I got a massive man crush on Drake May, in case you guys didn't know. Like I'm ready to christen him a top ten pick in the NFL draft. Nine touchdowns, two interceptions. After two games, I still got to see it. I think they're going to have no problem scoring points. I mean, look what he did without his best receiver uh, last week. I think he's still going to. Stru- uh, I think he's still going to light these defenses up. But until I see Gene Squiz- uh, Chiswick's new look defense that the Carolina Tar Heels have going for him, I'm not buying into it yet. So I think it's a shootout. Um. My only real the reason I'm not not joining this because I want
3: to protect the sanctity of the infinity, you know. And this game could have a lot of rain, which doesn't always mean bet under. A lot of times it actually means bet over. But Georgia State did not play with the same normal Georgia State tempo last last week. And like my numbers say over, but that's assuming Georgia State gets back to its normal tempo. And I'm not really sure if they're going to resume playing normal tempo until conference season. So I. I'm like a point and a half off from joining you guys on this, but uh, maybe if some people want to bet it under for me, I'll I'll, uh, I'll hop back on.
0: Memphis down to five and a half. Hey, oh baby, just our s-
3: viewers are awesome this week. Standing Man. standing on the freight train it. right
0: now. Let's. They go. also got
3: they got me plus four uh, first half with Pitt. By the way, yeah. So that's on on. It. it's kind of cool. All right. um, I have what one the, last one. You okay. guys have more? I have. Let me double check.
1: No, cleared out. I
3: only got sprinkles left.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Um, hate to do this, but this is something that I was already on before Sam Hartman came back. So if I like the number without Sam Hartman, I like the number better with Sam Hartman. What's the best I can get here, Tom? 11 and a half, 12, tw- basically. I get you 12, yeah. All right, I'll lay the 12 with Wake. Um, wow. I don't like Vandy's pass rush against this Wake attack. I think Vandy is actually a pretty improved team, but stylistically here, I don't like the matchup for the doors. uh, And we really haven't seen this defense be tested by anybody yet. Uh, So I'll lay the 12. Um, The dentist actually has minus seven and a half in the first half here for his other dentist pick of the week. Even the dentist is going against, wow. Yeah, yeah. Should we tell the dentist story the first time this year we brought him up? Like a two-minute dentist recap for somebody who was here when he first started on?
0: Uh, well, all right. So the the origin of the dentist story, yeah, it was Barton in a lock show introducing his picks, saying, "So I was talking to my dentist the other day, <laughs> and he proceeds to go into an Ole Miss pick. To which over time we have learned that the dentist, I can't remember if he's a graduate or a fan, but the dentist has his finger on the pulse of Ole Miss football. He knew when." to ride them, he knew when to fade them, he knew the overs, he knew the unders, he knew series history with all the other SEC teams. And the dentist as a, you know, man of culture also happens to understand the rest of the SEC as well. So him getting in and getting a little taste of this uh this Wake Vandy game doesn't doesn't come as a huge surprise at all. Is that is that Tom is that a fair? Like the dentist origin story was Barton being like Hey, so my dentist gave me this hot tip, and we were yeah. like, "What? <laughs> I, oh, I hear out huh? Are you talking about college? Yeah." What did, or, He's also thank his short, short round in the chat understands. How much conversation do you have at the dentist? Keep it real simple.
1: Uh, the woman who cleans my teeth has a lot of conversation while you're. There.
0: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Also, like one more. Uh, one more dentist story was there was an incredible moment in the egg bowl where the dentist's egg bowl bet and a season win total all hit (laughs) with the Elijah Moore um, dog urination celebration. Yes. Like the insane ending of that egg bowl allowed for the perfect middle that he had created with his hedge Um, And 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 a fantastic moment where he was able to cash a season-long win total and an Egg Bowl uh, wager, all as all as an Ole Miss fan. So uh, elite stuff there from the Dennis. Glad to have him back. All right, any anything else? I do have one. Okay, Jordan, play that song. Oh, you gotta say like you gotta say Chip.
3: Oh, sorry, Chip, play that song. Let's go. A little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass UConn. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. All right. Uh, what? What? Okay, got it. Never mind. I'm going to go to Toledo. They are hosting UMass. And uh, <laughs> I, is that a,
0: is a sicko mode of a sicko mode.
3: <laughs> this is an interesting play here. But I, uh, I do track injuries pretty. Uh, pretty religiously here. And I also track the fact that, uh, UMass's quarterback situation is terrible. Those guys, they can't throw the ball at all, but defensively they were pretty game last week against Tulane. It it took Tulane a longer time than I think some people would have wanted to cover. So I am showing what's the best I can get here. 49 and a half on this. For the under,
2: Mm -hmm. I'm
3: going to take the under here and I'm going to take Toledo under 49 and a half sicko mode play. Um, I just don't really think these teams are going to score a whole lot of points. So give me the under on that one. That's that's your sicko, sicko mode play of the week. I'm sorry. I don't have as many sickos this week. Like last week, I had five or six sickos. Well, it, it the is problem is,
0: like, you look up and down the. Like, we have to do
2: the. I don't want to top, force it.
0: Well, we we have to do the top 25 expert picks for CBSsports.com. And I was looking at the card, and it's a whole lot of FCS. Yes. Like a whole lot of yeah. 34, 44, 44 and a half. I mean, it's just. You're not having the stars align. Week two always looks bad, and then is like very, very entertaining. And we have enough uh, to chew on that I think it's going to be delicious. But at the same time, if you're, you, we're not going to catch the real good sicko stuff uh, with as many FCS games on the schedule as we have. All right, before we get to the money line sprinkles, a quick review of the against the spread and over under locks. Tom has Alabama minus 19 and a half UCF minus five, the BYU Baylor over 53 and a half Northwestern team total under 34 and a half, Kansas plus 13 and a half, Colorado plus 18, North Carolina, Georgia state over 64 and a half. Chip Scott, Alabama minus 19 and a half Tennessee in the first quarter, minus a half a point BYU minus three, Iowa state plus three and a half Northwestern Duke under 58 and a half unlv plus 13 unc georgia state over 64 and a half and memphis minus five and a half danny ucf louisville under 61 and a half bama texas under 65 and a half byu minus three Pitt tennessee under 67 and a half iowa iowa state under 40 and a half air force minus 17 north carolina georgia state over 64 and a half and yeah that one's out uh, alabama minus 19 and a half oh for bud bud Alabama minus 19 and a half. Kentucky under 23 and a half team total. Uh, Pitt plus four in the first half. Iowa team total under 21 and a half. USC Stanford under 67 and a half. Colorado Air Force under 49 and a half. Wake minus 12 and the under 49 and a half in Toledo, UMass. That brings us to our money line Sprinkles last week we saw uh, Florida hits for Tom uh, Illinois was a loss uh, I lost USF was Arizona last week or was yes, that, that was yeah, last Ari- week. cash Arizona uh, lost USF Danny lost on UC Davis his guy Dan Hawkins but was cashing on Arizona and cashed that old Dominion against Virginia Tech but middle Tennessee does not cash North Texas does not cash Texas State does not cash and was Kent State last week too. Correct. All right. So, um, Tom I'm still o
3: for on sprinkles.
0: Yeah, o for five yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. Chip two and one. Tom two and two. Danny two and three. Uh, Danny's sprinkles. Ooh, Navy plus two and a half. He is going patriotic. Uh, Army plus one twenty against UTSA and Pitt plus two o five. I mean. You know the way the way that Pat, Pat Narduzzi would love to play like a service academy. So let's just say it's all service academy money lines for uh, for Danny going Navy Army and Pitt. Tom, what is your money line sprinkle for the week?
1: Uh, I've got four. Should I just throw them all out? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my first one is sorry to your uh, lock unity there with Daniel who's no longer here. But give me Baylor plus 145. I I understand why the spread is what it is. But one of the reasons I'm taking the over is because BYU's defense wasn't good last year. Like, it was ranked 90th or so nationally in success rate. It gave up a lot of points per drive. And then against Power 5 opponents last year, again, a smaller sample size, but its success rate defensively dropped to 52.3%. It allowed 2.34 points per possession. It had an EPA of negative 0.12 per snap. It was not very good against Power 5 teams. So I think Baylor's being discounted a little too much on the road here. I think that the Bears are going to win the game more than this number suggests. So give me Baylor plus 145. Uh, Boston College plus 125 on the road against Virginia Tech in a battle of two teams that absolutely have to win this game. I just trust Yerkovic more than I trust Grant Wells right now. That's really all that this boils down to. So if I can get plus value on the Eagles, I'll take it. Uh, Houston. Plus 137 on the road against Texas Tech. I think the Texas Tech should be favored, but I think Houston wins this one often enough. And I didn't lock it up on the spread or on the total, but I am doing a money line Sprinkle because this seems a little too big in my eyes for a game. I don't expect to be that high scoring, although it'll be higher scoring than people expect. But give me Iowa State plus 155.
3: Damn, we... I like a lot of those with
0: you. Uh. All right. Let me come and get a bite of the best one-win team in America. (laughs) They were a one-win team last year. They already got one win. We got Mississippi State led by Mike Leach going west. We've seen this movie before. We've, We've seen all kinds of results from Mike Leach out west. Give me Arizona. What's the... What's the b- best number that I've got the there against Mississippi
1: I can find you right now is got 3.30. 3.30, yeah.
0: Love it. Okay. Also, fantastic. Wouldn't it be hilarious vibes all around Palo Alto? Give me Stanford on the money line against USC because if Lincoln Riley doesn't have a good what's-your-deal impression <laughs> that he can break out, to really channel Pete Carroll from 2009. Well, then he might need to get it ready when Stanford plays some ball control and keep away. And that USC defense can't get any stops against the run. So uh, it's an all primetime, all sort of West coast based money line sprinkle for me, Arizona, the best one win team in America, making it to two wins and the, wouldn't it be hilarious play of primetime Stanford getting it done on the farm on the field, against the Transfer Portal All-Stars. Let's sprinkle it.
3: All right. I've got a couple here. and Maybe maybe I'll actually hit one this week. (laughs) Give me Eastern Michigan plus 370 going going to ULL. It's time for sicko mode. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On the off chance that Duke is actually as good as they showed, and maybe Narduzzi plays this a little bit too close to the vest and, and they get some turnovers against or something like that. Give me Duke plus 305. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join Tom on, on Baylor plus 150. I I, I kind of need to take a bite of this somehow because in, in talking to these coaches who, who were after Gary Bohan in, in, in the transfer portal, they were all really impressed with, with, with Blake Shapin So I feel like if I don't bet on them at least somewhat in their opening game that I can actually bet on because I couldn't get the FCS stuff last week um, – I'm gonna be missing out, so I I I can't get away from that one. Th- those are my three for this week. Now, I'm not putting this on the official ledger, but if you want to put like five bucks on something, I think San Jose State plus fifteen hundred is an absolutely would would be hilarious with the look ahead spot to Penn State next week for Auburn.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh my gosh. Hey, so can what's, you the, imagine? what's even the spread? I mean, even making it. 200
3: it's like 23. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> late. I mean, I, I'm not gonna throw it on as a lock, but listen, some late <laughs> nugs right there.
1: I'll throw 20 bucks on that. Why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, San Jose State in Jordan Hair at night. Mm, I can just smell the giggles, <laughs> the prime time <laughs> giggles all over the place. Awesome. how would
1: they spin that one like what would the sec network be saying
0: <laughs> listen that is a good mountain
1: west team they won the conference two years ago that's not some pushover
0: they had the main reason i'm not betting Ryan
3: Harson from the mountain west they knew what they were getting into their offensive line was terrible uh in in the opening game against an fcs team so i'm a little concerned if they could block the FCS team they played, they might not be able to block Auburn. But
0: Nathan in the chat doing the money line alt line yeah. as he said, San Jose money line and Auburn minus 35 alt line. No in between.
3: <laughs> I would I not mean, recommend a 35 point straddle. Uh, there, there's quite a few in-betweens there actually. But
0: I don't know, man, if if butts get tight, then San Jose State's going to be able to get that thing done. They went on the road for a whole year. Spent mm-hmm. so much time together. They're ready to go. Got something else?
3: No, I just interesting note from the chat, actually. Uh, Not that the chat doesn't always have interesting notes, because they, of course, do. This is Narduzzi's fourth time he's faced Hendon Hooker.
0: Yeah, because of Virginia Tech Pitt. Mm
3: -hmm. That's that's a a nice note.
0: Not the same Virginia Tech offense that... uh, No. (laughs)
3: Slightly different.
0: Like, Hendon Hooker is playing... (laughs) I, I do not have the depth chart pulled up from Virginia Tech a couple years ago, but I will say that off the cuff... Tennessee has a better offensive line than Virginia Tech had in front of Hendon Hooker. I remember Virginia Tech blocking for Hendon Hooker being a little bit of an issue and very different offensive scheme in terms of how long you even need to block. So, yeah, sure. But a very, very good note from the Pitt fans that are very, very fired up about having an SEC opponent in town uh, in the big mustard bottle. I'll never, never let it die, whatever Acresure means.
1: I'm not, just one more note, I'm not putting this on my card because I've already got four, but in that weird 1 p.m. Eastern start time slot, South Alabama plus 176 on the road against Central Michigan might be worth some consideration.
0: South Alabama's defensive line looking good, right, bud?
3: Yeah, I, I think they they really are. Uh, Central scored more points through the air than I thought they were going to score last mm-hmm. week, but it was
0: really garbage time-ish. So. We'll see. I, I can see it not 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 bad and finding the 1 p.m game is always just like a you're you're digging in you're digging in for the goods right there you yeah, gotta work for it
1: Drowning, drown you know. and reaching for a life vest <laughs>
0: that's a
3: espn plus yes
1: right. yeah so
0: Which, it's already going to be on an ipad second third fourth screen so you'll be if you, you log
3: in they send that money right to whoever espn's corporate sponsor is right <laughs> for, for, for gambling you're like hey check this guy out he's logging in for a 1 p.m sunbelt mac show, uh, showdown Call the, call the cops. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I mean, we've already gone over an hour. Thanks everybody for hanging around. We did not draft Missouri, Kansas state in the game week two game draft. We do not have a lock here in Missouri, Kansas state. I will start off by saying I plan to learn so much more about these mm-hmm. two teams. I have zero confidence in these two teams at this point in the season. Um, Bud, Tom, do you do y'all have any thoughts on that game? I think uh, what what are we looking at for the spread? Is it seven, it was five and a half, or five
1: six? Half? Last I saw, yeah. Uh, it is current. Oh, it's up to seven and a half now. Um, I would, yeah, I, I would like it a lot better under seven. I yeah, I'm not betting this thing. I would. I would lean towards Kansas state, but I don't have any confidence on either side of this. Cause I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm still trying to figure these teams out.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's a good data point for us to be able to look at them and then move forward, but no lock for me. Cause I just don't have a good feel at all for Missouri or Kansas state.
3: I, I made it 8.6 and I'm, I just, I have a lot of uncertainty score on this because I don't know what pace Kansas state's going to play at, right? Like there's a lot of articles you can read saying Kansas state's going to play faster, but I, I, read these every off season when you have hit coaches like Kleiman who traditionally are very slow paced. And I am sort of in will believe it when I see it mode. And I like Kansas state's defensive line an awful lot. So do you really think they're going to tempo it up against Missouri? That's probably the game Missouri wants to play, right? Uh, so it's hard for me to take a team like that to win by more than a touchdown, even though I did make it you know, slightly over, over a touchdown there unless I'm actually confident that they're going to play enough possessions to cover that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just mm-hmm. – I don't know what tempo they're going to play with. It's weird to be in the, you know, week two and, and still not know, but I just don't know, so I'm going to pass.
0: All right. Well, we will be back on Saturday night with our instant reaction to all of week two action, and you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Bud Elliott 3 You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much.
3: Thank you. See you all.